Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to Man on the Post Weekend Review. My name is Dave and here to round up the last weekend before the World Cup break, we've got Simon O'Regan. How's it going? You alright? I'm tremendous. Um, someone who's probably less tremendous is our next guest, which is Mr. Carl. Can't say your last name, Mr. Carl. Um, Everton's finest. How are you, sir? It's going to be a long night, this. But yeah, I'm fine. Thank you very much. And it's Ambeach. Ambeach, is it? See, I, I was confused because on WhatsApp you're like, you've got this Italian version of it, and I was like, I don't know what that, I, mean, I don't know what's real and what's not. On the internet, I just don't know who's true and who's not, so I mean, you just got to take the rough with the smooth. It's actually French. Um, is it? It is. Alright, well, there you go. There you go. Well, Ule Vukas, Shiavik Wa, Seswa, as somebody <laughs> Are we? I really don't know anymore. Um, tell you, it was getting cultural. Saturday lunchtime, Manchester City won, Brentford two. Um, who saw this coming? Um, Brentford took the lead through Ivan Tony, kind of. I'm not, really sure, not overly sure it was his goal, but he seems to run away claiming it. Um, Phil Foden twatted in an equaliser on the stroke of half time, <laughs> uh, and then Ivan Tony won it in the 97th minute. Um, who saw this? Who enjoyed it? Who laughed? I, I thought it was a um, actually fun fun game of football. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm not going to lie. Um, I thought Brentford were really good. I thought, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, there was spells where City absolutely peppered them. But um, the goals Tony took well. If the first one was Tony's, I thought it came off Laporte myself. Mm. Um, City were resorting to stupid tactics by throwing themselves on the floor um, De Bruyne went down can't remember who else went down that De Bruyne won it's a button yeah it's near them and I'm like, I'm like oh, we've got to check this VAR three times on the floor every single time you're like no no. Yeah, can, can, oh, can, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Cancelo took a card for simulation, we'll call it, but uh, he was another one of the, the victims of uh, being shot off the ball. So, yeah, shame for him. I, yeah, I, I, and I know everyone's saying about Tony not going to the World Cup, and maybe he did have a shout for it, but obviously his misdemeanors in the past have obviously come up, come up against them. But... I, I do. I'm sure we'll come on to England. I do agree with Cam, Callum Wilson going, and he was never going to take more than that anyway. Um, but fair play to him. He, he's picked himself back up and scored two goals against the champions, top um, second in the league. Um, no, I thought I thought Brentford would. I don't want to say fully deserved the win, but they didn't. No, if that makes sense. I thought I thought the the, the game plan worked and. Fair play to it's two weeks in a row where Man City have played at home to, let's say, unfancied opposition, um, Fulham and Brentford, and they squeaked past Fulham in the last minute with a penalty, um, and obviously came undone here against Brentford. So do you think there's any sort of sign that teams have figured out how to play against uh, against Man City now, or 
Um, sort of, because I think that the blueprint for beating them sort of has always been there. They they, they do tend to chuck a couple of these results in every season. Um, you kind of, to, to go there and win a, for a team like Brentford, you need sort of three things to happen, really. You need every one of your players to be absolutely bang on it. You need a, a few of their players to not be quite at the level. Uh, you need a bit of luck, and and also you need to you need to actually be brave and, and have mm. a go at them and try and take your chances. There's, there's absolutely zero point in doing what Fulham did last week and just just sitting back and, and trying to soak up pressure because they're just that good that they are going to they are going to find a way past you. But if you you can sort of show that bottle to, to you mean obviously you've got to pick the moments to do it. But if you if you are willing to commit players forwards, you can get at them. And as I say, pretty much every season, there'll be one or two results that they'll have like this at home as well. Um, so it's, I don't think it's necessarily a case of our teams and they'll figure out how to play them. I think that that is the way to beat them. has sort of always been there. It's just, it is very difficult to do. And you, and you need, you need a new thing that's going for you for, for it to come off. But um, no, fair, fair play to them. You know, they, they, they went and took their chances. And it, other than the two goals, they did have a few other chances as well. Like They, they were dangerous at times throughout the game. So, yeah, you've just got to give them all the credit, really. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, they obviously had a very parked game plan. That Every chance they got, they lumped the ball in the box with from the keeper mainly like taking free kicks on the halfway line but that meant that they had sort of more bodies to aim for if you like um, that was that's where the first goal came from uh, and then more in the second half there on the break um, a bit reminiscent of that Man United game where they obviously ripped them to shreds in 45 minutes and didn't get to those heights in this game but towards the end they were flipping forwards in four or five sixes against you know whoever Man City could get back I think at one stage it was De Bruyne against about three of them and somehow De Bruyne won um, <laughs> but more by luck than judgment, I think. But um, yeah, it's a surprise result. But uh, nevertheless, as you said, you wouldn't say that didn't you didn't deserve anything out of the game. I thought they they, they had a really decent attempt at uh, trying to play against Man City the the right way, if you like, rather than the Fulham way, which was, as we said last week, a bit ridiculous considering they had t- ten men for so long. Um, Carly touched on this at the start. Ivan Tony didn't get picked by England. Um, Sai, would you have taken? Probably. I don't. Well, if you if you would say a choice between him and Rashford as a centre forwards, then, mm. then yeah, you would. But I think Rashford will probably be used out wide. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't think you could have taken him having not played him at all. Like, and I don't just have him called up for for one camp. I think you, you sort of you've hamstrung yourself by you, there's no way you could take him. But I think he's he does provide a different option to what the other forwards England have are. Um, so I don't know maybe in the 26 man squads you could have possibly taken him. But I mean, how much would he actually play? You know, Kane's going to play you know all all the time, and we only ever play one up front. So. <laughs> I could I could see why he was left out, but you could make I think you could make a legitimate case for him being involved. Yeah, I think uh, the form he's been in, I think he's a little bit unfortunate not to have been capped at some point. I think we said this last week, didn't we? Where yeah, 
when he didn't get a chance in those two Nations League games, I think the writing was probably on the wall. Um, Callum Wilson's had caps, albeit a few years ago, um, so not as much of an unknown quantity. But uh, I think as well, as obviously aside from this ongoing investigation and whatever Tony's been up to um, online with his betting, um, there's been a few instances where like he's been abroad on holiday and he's just openly bad-mouthed Benford. <laughs> Um, yeah. I don't think it. I don't think it's particularly going to endear him to any, any sort of like. It's essentially a warm weather training camp for four weeks. Yeah. Um, well, is he is he a good character around the place? I don't know, and I don't think Southgate knows that either. And I think that's possibly part of it. Maybe he was very withdrawn um, when he was with them for that mm. couple of games. I don't know, but I don't think it's a decision purely based on football. No, no, definitely not. No, definitely not. Like, the point of you know those various instances of him being filmed abroad, saying things he really shouldn't be saying, that Southgate just he, he there's no way that he would think, oh yeah, I'd want someone like that around. He's he's very particular. I think about the people he, he wants involved in that squad. So mm. I don't think that would have helped either. No, I, I don't think so. Um... Well, we'll come back to England later on, if we have time. Um, but for now, we need to put lots of time aside, because we need to discuss Bournemouth 3, Everton 0. Um, Carl, Carl, Carl. Um, <laughs> wh- last week we spoke, and you said you weren't really in the Lampard out camp. Um, here we are a, a week later, and you've shipped seven goals for Bournemouth across two competitions. Um, how was this for you? Fucking <laughs> hell. Um, <laughs> Tuesday was bad um, I thought he took the dive um, I said in the WhatsApp then, you know it's only been 28 years since we last that, won our last trophy um, yeah it's just and I thought to myself alright if he wins Saturday I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because that's what he wants points on the board which is fair enough if it was quite possible to be worse <laughs> and lose by less, then Saturday was your blueprint. Not one of them turned up. Not one of them. Pickford started dropping things. Um, the second goal shouldn't have stood, but it didn't really matter. Because Tarkovsky does go down with a head injury. But mm. I'm not even going to justify that. I'm not really bothered. He probably would have scored again anyway. We were absolutely atrocious. Just so lacking of anything. <clears throat> um, I think players are getting singled out now. Um, he's completely changed his... He hasn't completely changed his system, sorry. But when we beat Palace, we had a compact three in the midfield. Now Onana's basically playing up front. It's really weird. And he's just leaving a 33 Ghana gay run the whole midfield. <laughs> and, he's won- and he's wondering why it's getting run and I, I, f- I feel sorry for Garnagay because oh, alright he hasn't been great but he'd be better if he had plays next to him you know the fuck he was doing <laughs> um, it's just oh, Neil Morphe just needs to fuck off as well he, you can add him to Damari Gray's brain dead club I just oh, it's just I, I genuinely don't know where we go I said this before today before before we start recording, I generally don't know where we go from here. If We're not sacking them. We're not going to sack them. It's just plain and simple. We won't. 
maybe we shouldn't, but his record's pretty shit. It's now worse than Rafa Benitez's. And we wanted him dead. <laughs> yeah, but well, you wanted him dead when he arrived. Like it wasn't like a slow, a slow, um, a slow oh, fall from grace for him. Like he, what, I, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. We we wanted his head on a platter, and Lampard's getting. He's getting. He's getting time. He's won nine games in nine months. Got that right? Nice nine, nine games. It just just goes to show, doesn't it? Where like sometimes the importance of wins at the time masks how many games he's actually won. Oh, <laughs> of course, of course, and you, that's nine league games. Sorry. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, I know you can't go out and sack all the players because that never happens. Mm. They they don't fall on the sword. The manager does, and if he's not getting that, then he has to. He, he and if you watch any of his interviews. Well, the past week, he looks absolutely defeated. He, he, I think I sent the, the Connor Cody thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cody. Mm. And I was, re- I was listening to him going, this is a Liverpool fan, and even he gets it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and Lampard looks like he wants to shoot himself. <laughs> so, I mean, you've got one in one corner saying how, how shit we are, and we need to be better than we're miles away. And then Lampard saying, you know, Connor's right. Well, who's the manager? <laughs> is it Connor Cody or is it you? You, f- you know what I mean? It's just, it, it, it just seems like from top to bottom, once again, Everton are in a shit show. How the hell we're 17th is beyond me. We should be bottom. We're, we're, well, it's just really annoying how bad we are. And, the thing is, like everyone will say, oh, we'll just, we'll just, we'll stay up, we'll stay up. Where, 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 where are we scoring? Neil Morpé is not going to drag us out of a relegation battle. Richarlison did last year, because he's Richarlison. He's a, a very good player and he can finish. Not one of them can finish. Cavaloon, whatever's up with him again. Um, it's, it's, it's seriously worrying. Said, and we've got six weeks. Do we bite the bullet and bulletin, or do we go right? We've only got four players going the World Cup. How them four are going is beyond me as well. <laughs> um, um, <clears throat> do do we just see what we can do with that, or do we we sack them and try and try and start again? I, I really don't know. I, I I won't be too bothered if he went. To be honest. So, so if I was to offer you Sean Dyche comes in as manager tomorrow, well, how would you feel about that? Um, <laughs> the fact I'm even thinking about it is pathetic, to be honest. If, that, if this was this time last year, I would have laughed at you. Mm-hmm. And we have Rafa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, do you know what? I probably would. I'd take him probably. I think I'm at that point now. Um, I've just got a... We spoke about it last week. I genuinely, genuinely think we're waiting for David Moyes to get sacked. I really do. You wouldn't be surprised. That's a very evident move, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bring, bring, well, back, bring back someone who was good once. Yeah, well, I've heard it's either it's going to be Moyes or another disaster, Roberto Martinez. 
Oh god. We can't, Bloody we can't, hell. We can't we can't take him back. I I, I think I think it'd be right. Him with the old squad would be it's like <laughs> it's like it's like the story of the, of the elephant picking up the pea, but in reverse. Like it's just <laughs> I, I I just I I just no, just never, ever. Um I think Moyes would keep us up, personally. Oh, I absolutely certainly would. He's, uh, he's, he's not, um, he's not, you know, a stereotypical fancy manager who'll come in, but he, he, he it's cliche, but he knows the Premier League, um, he knows what it takes to get results. Um, and he, you know, very similar position to where West Ham were when he took over them four years ago, whatever it was. Mm. Um, I mean, granted, they're back there now, but that's not the point. Um, mm. he, he's had a lot of success. Um, obviously not at Man United and not at Sunderland but <laughs> but he has had some success um, so I think he'd do a lot worse but um, West Ham have given him the old back in the day haven't they so so he's definitely going then. so he's definitely <laughs> going uh, but I mean they'll, they'll 100% go continental as soon as someone decent flutters their eyes at uh, Gould and Sullivan and uh, Baroness Brady hmm uh, oh. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, I think so as well. Um, but like, I don't know if you've heard anything, but I don't. From this end, not like a journalist or anyone said Lampard's gonna go or he's even in talks of going. I don't think it's even an option, which is slightly worrying. I mean, you'd think if if teams are gonna make the change, it'll be this week and give as long as possible to a get a replacement and b to get things lined up before the next game. Um, now, as you say, when you got four players away, so it's not like they'll be coming in sort of. It's like Man City, which is going to be like a ghost town for the next few, yeah, yeah, next yeah, few yeah. weeks. Like you know, there's, a, there's going to be a fulcrum of a squad there to work with. Um, Side of Sir Everton before we chat about Bournemouth for a little bit. I mean, it, it's not looking good, and I, I agree with the point that Carl was making there. Is where the goal was coming from? You really, really struggling to see. Where they where they're going to get get goals from, but I think what is a, a bit of a saving grace for them is that there's a few teams down there that you could say the same about as well. Um, I mean, I've I've never been a fan of Lampard as a manager. I think it's, there's so many deficiencies that he's got that he just hasn't addressed at all over the years. And I think there was a few weeks ago, uh, and even us as well, were sort of talking about how they were looking better defensively. If you sign two centre-backs like Cody and Tarkovsky, you're going to throw themselves in front of everything. Mm. And, and you're playing against teams like Southampton you, you know, or Wolves, you're likely to, to, to get yourselves results because they are decent centre-backs. But I was like looking at that line up there, the midfield and the forward line. It's, it's I, Yeah, I don't think it's looking good. But I do think if, if you were to get say Moyes went in there or even like Sean Deitch I think I said it in the WhatsApp group I, I just think Deitch would do a good job at Everton it wouldn't be pretty but I think he I think he'd get you fairly stable and comfortable again um, but yeah it's, I mean this, the scenes at the end of the game as well it's looking like the fans have like probably turned in terms of like the majority have sort of gone going against Lampard now <laughs> When when the fans start turning like that, it's, it's, it can be quite difficult to, to to sort of come back from that. Yeah, I I think if this game was like the second to last game, 
and our game against Wolves was next week, I think he'd be gone. Um, if we lost, sorry, I think I think it, I, I don't think it, there'd be two ways about it. But because there's, like you said, there's a big gap. I think I think he might have got a stay of execution. Yeah, it could go two ways. Could the clubs have got thinking time, which they don't often get. Um, which could work either way, couldn't it? They could either decide, well, you know, see what we've got, or they could have a proper thing about it and see who's put the feelers out there who they could possibly get. Um, yeah. I, I don't, I don't think there's, any of us really know what will happen there, but um, it'll be interesting to see. If, if there are any changes, it's got to be in the next week or so, hasn't it? I mean, I it think seems, so. It seems mad to leave it any longer than that. Um, Bournemouth um, are probably on the headline here, but which is not it's quite rare for them to score seven goals in a week. Um, <laughs> there's been talk that um, when the Bournemouth takeover completes, or if the Bournemouth takeover completes, uh, Marcelo Bielsa will be the choice of manager. Um, that could be fun, <laughs> couldn't it, Sai? I mean, I was surprised to see that. I, I, I'm not sure if he's really what Bournemouth needs, to be honest. Um you know, they've, they've not got the great defence to start off with. And I think I, I, you look at the way sort of Leeds were under him. It, it seems like a type of manager that you need to get in early in pre-season. I think coming in, even though, yeah, you've got like a little break now. But even then, I think it's very difficult to sort of try and implement something like that mid-season. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, that was an odd one when I saw that. And I'm, I'm not sure how much... There is actually in it. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd be half tempted if you were them to just stick with Gary O'Neill. To be honest, I mean, I, I was personally. There's a good chance that they will still probably go down, although you know they'll be sort of down in that area. But um, the players are clearly playing for him. The fans clearly like him. So I, I'm not sure. It, I'm sure, if it's worth really like risking rocking the boat by bringing someone else in. I, I, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's a strange one, really. It is, and I guess it depends how um, how ambitious the new owners are and how keen they are to to make a statement. Um, I don't think pointing Gary O'Neill would do much differently. Um, but then again, do they need to do much differently? They're fourteen. So they're no. One win in six. I guess if they'd lost this one, it might look a bit different. Um, they'd have been very close to being in the bottom three. Um, I don't know. It's uh, a tough one for them to decide. I mean, we don't even know if the takeover will complete or not. But um, I mean, as a neutral, yes, please. Let's get Bielsa back in the league. Because <laughs> that is absolutely wild, especially with like born the set of players like Jefferson Lerma will get booked every week without fail, playing in that system. Uh, and I, for one, I'm here for it. Um, um, next up, we're going to stick with Merseyside and go to Anfield, where Liverpool beat Southampton three-one. Um, I don't want to spend loads of time talking about this because it just wasn't that exciting. Um, Liverpool, uh, Darwin Nunez um, starting to pit some form. Um, Southampton, of course, sacked our mate Ralph last week and replaced him with Nath Jones of Luton, which will come on in just a minute. Um, Carl, I'm guessing you've got nothing nice to say about Liverpool. Um, Sai, can you offer anything nice about this? I mean, it's a... I was a resource I, I kind of expected, really. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. You know, Southampton, I don't think we're ever really going to cause too many problems. And, yeah, Nunes, I think I heard something like, I 
think I'm actually David said it's something like seven goals and an assist in his last ten games, which you know it's quite decent. I mean, he's he scored more goals now than uh, Gabriel Jesus at Arsenal, and mm. we all sort of keep going on about what a good signing he is and what, and what he's doing there. Um, so I think yeah, after shall we say a slightly ropey start to life in the Premier League, he's um. Yeah, he's starting to hit a bit of form and, and, and showing the ability he's got. But yeah, like you say, this wasn't really the most exciting of games, and I, you know, I don't think there's anything really too shocking or you know deeply great and and uh, analytical stuff that we could bring out of this. Really, <laughs> no, I think um, my theory from this was that Klopp has sort of accidentally stumbled on Nunez's best position, which is on the left, um, due to lack of options. Um, he's it's kind of taken the burden of him of being expected to score goals, um, and he's he's worked quite well um, coming from that left hand side. Um, let's see what happens when they get everyone back, because you know obviously Diaz is close to a return. Obviously, this break will mean he's definitely going to be back by the time they play again. Um, Diaz probably not shot ahead; his injuries a little bit longer term, but um, they're going to have a few options anyway by the time they restart. Um, Southampton appointed Nathan Jones and Luton. Um, now Luton have hmm. been exceptional, I would say, for the club of the club of their size and yeah. competing yeah. with far bigger clubs in in the championship. But his previous jaunt away from Luton to uh, to Stoke was an utter disaster. Um, Carl, what do you make of him coming in here to a Premier League job um, and this Southampton team? Well, I think I brought it up um, a couple of weeks ago when he first went for him. Um, I remember when he went to Stoke, because I remember the first time he was at Luton, he was, like you said, he was very good. Um, and he was terrible at Stoke. Um, I think all the Stoke fans were singing at the Luton fans last week, saying, oh my God, he's leaving again or something. <laughs> um, but to be fair to me, he did go back to Luton and and done well again. Um, but looking at that Southampton squad, maybe the Andy would. I was listening to Talk Sport about it as well. Unfortunately, um, they were basically saying that maybe they are red. Just sort of like, well, if we do go down, we have got a championship manager just ready there, which is a bit, bit of a weird one for me. That's um, sure, surely too early to be. No, oh yeah, of mm. course, of course. I mean, it was Jamie O'Hara or someone. Ah, well, <laughs> say no more. Uh, but like it, like you, like I think we've said in this on this pod, the Southampton squad is just the most weird lopsided squad. It's it, it, have they got much going for them? I don't really know. I don't even know half the players anymore. I know they've got big, long names. Mm. <laughs> I mean, they seem to pride themselves on having this sort of youngest squad ever. Um, From great. Uh, in the bottom three. Well, that's it. I mean, it obviously hasn't been working for them this season at all. Um, well, we've got second worst defence and one of the, well, we've got 13 goals to their name. Um, you know, not a great combination. Um Third worst defence, beg your pardon. Um, do what do we think? And uh, is is Nathan George going to keep Southampton up, or is that the first nail in the coffin? I I think I don't know, but I'd, like we've all touched on, 
this year and size just basically said about us there is a lot of crap still mm. a lot of crap that can't score and do let in a lot of goals so for a neutral the relegation battle this year will probably be a lot more entertaining than the title race um, I don't know I if we don't go Southampton will mm. if that makes sense well, it's possible. I think, I think the bottom four will be the bottom four. I just don't know which order. <laughs> Hopefully it stays as it is. It's a bit clear, because as you say, it could be any three from about nine. I mean, there's six points between Fulham in ninth and Nottingham Forest in 18th, um, which is wild. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, that's, that's such a small gap for so many teams. Um, so I do have anything to say about this match or um, Nathan Jones in general? I think, yeah, just talking on Southampton, I, I agree with, with uh, what you guys have said that I think it's going to be really, really tough, but it is hard to predict because sort of looking at the table, I think the bottom four, Leeds and Bournemouth, I, mean, I think West Ham have got like, more than enough quality to sort of get themselves out of the position yeah. they're in. But then, so I think if you put Leeds and Bournemouth in into that mix of the bottom four, I think you could, I think you could pick any three of those teams at the moment because they've all Crap. certainly well, yeah. But the bottom four, especially, are really struggling to score. At least what Bournemouth do have in their favour is that sometimes they 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 can you know score a couple of goals in the game. Um, because their defence is so bad. So I, I think I think he's got a really tough job there. As you touched on there, the the fact that you look at their squad of players and, you know, I was just going to start and line up then. I, I can hardly, I don't really know who half of them are. And <laughs> you look at the, the two forwards, you've got Adams and Armstrong. It's, it's it's not Premier League quality, let's be honest. So I think he's, he's got a tough job in their hands and it's, I think it's a real gamble appointing him. Definitely. Well, we'll see um, how he gets on when the Premier League resumes. Um, in the meantime, um, a ridiculous game took place at the City Ground. Uh, Nottingham Forest won, Crystal Palace nil. Um, Forest uh, needed this win badly, really. Um, we just said last week they weren't really beating teams at home who they needed stopping the points against, and they just about managed here. Um, Palace missed a penalty when Zaha hit the outside the post, um, and Morgan gives White. Had his goal disallowed for offside, but it was overturned by VAR. Um, the easier and good to say about this because it was very much the last match of match of the day, at which was on <laughs> Hi- hideously late, and I'd, I'd run out of things to care about by this point. It was um, very palace to get beat here. I thought um, Forest are slightly better at home. Hmm. Palace don't travel well at all, do they? They're just so so negative for the, for the players they've got. I mean, I know that we you know we 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 keep saying how are they eleventh? How have they how have they got nineteen <laughs> points? When did they win five games? And they're all valid questions. Um, but fundamentally, like they just set up away from home without really wanting to score goals. They just want to keep it nil nil. They came up to us yeah. to play us yeah. in the cup on Wednesday, and. The team was abysmal, um, and we, uh, obviously they drew nil nil because that's what they want to do. Um, I don't know. I just think Vieira could take the handbrake off a little bit more there. 
if you want to. I, I think, especially with the attacking players you've got in their team, um, Zaha, Eze, Alise, you know, three good players, yeah. and they're just, it's just, just a gang of dogs, aren't they? They, they are. <clears throat> with, with attacking players like that, they, they should really be going to Forest and taking the game to them, yeah. really, shouldn't they? I mean, yeah. and maybe had that penalty gone in, you know, it might have been different. Um, you know, obviously, Forest would have had to come out a bit more, and then you've got the you know, real pace on, on the counter-attack. But um, you know, Forest sort of rode their look there, and it's got, got the winning goal. And uh, yeah, like you said, I think it's a big win for them. Obviously, they're still in the bottom three, but to, to get sort of closer to safety and not be going into this break bottom of the table um you know they'll obviously be going with a positive mind frame now um i mean i still think that they they'll probably go down but um yeah massive win for them and palace like you say is really really i was just went away and went at west ham i think was it last weekend um yeah. last minute goal and then go to Forest and just don't really do an awful lot. Yeah, it's a very, very odd team, like, like we said, for the last few weeks. Uh, the oddest, the absolute oddest. They're probably the, the hardest team to predict in the Premier League, and there's a few contenders for that, but yeah, um, <laughs> they just do what you don't expect them to do all the time. <laughs> um, yeah, that's probably fair. Let's move on then to probably the game of the weekend, um, which is Tottenham 4, Leeds United 3. Um, a ridiculous game of football, which <laughs> which swung everywhere going. Um, Tottenham ended up winning it later on through um, Ben Danker. Um, pick the bones out of this, somebody, because this was insane. <laughs> where, where, do you, where do you start with this? Carl, you, right. you have a crack at it. Right, so... These two defences on show were absolutely atrocious. <laughs> I I think I mentioned this last week or the week before that Tottenham's defence needs serious, serious surgery. Um, Leeds have had a couple of good results. I, I, I won't take that away from them, but we still got to remember that they are Leeds Football Club. <laughs> um, they done well to take the lead. I thought when Kane scored to make it one-one. I thought it would be 3-4-1 to Tottenham, to be honest. Fair play to Leeds, he dragged himself back up. And um, Rodrigo scored two. I mean, I forgot he even existed. <laughs> two decent goals as well. Yeah, exactly. Oh, the finish, the finish across mean, the keeper was incredible. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, I know Tottenham won and he should have won. But, wow, Tottenham were just in. I know they won. But their fans are gonna be looking at that going, we just scraped we'll, we scraped the past who did he beat the other week? Bournemouth, wasn't it? Um, yeah. They scraped that and just scraped this and they've got who next? Someone probably good, I would assume who's gonna beat them. Um they have oh no, they have Brentford next. Maybe not them. Um but I mean, it's it was entertaining, but it's it's still it still feeds into my narrative that there's no there's no standout teams in this league at the minute, apart from the obvious. Sorry, um, if if you rewind to the preview of the league, we were also all saying Tottenham this, Tottenham this, Tottenham this. They're not going to win nothing with with that clowning goal. I think he, he's obviously not great, but. Eric Dyer's recall to England fold is miraculous. 
um, <laughs> to say the least. Well, um, he started the season well, but then ever since he got the call of those league <laughs> games, it's been horrific. Yeah, I, I just, I've never, I've never ever rated him ever. I, I, I don't understand how people actually think he's good. He does do some yeah. some very odd things, but I mean, granted, it's not helped by. I mean, I think Romero is their best defender by a country mile. Um, he's been missing, and like, in his replacements, they've got Davinson Sanchez, who is a lunatic, like. Literally, <laughs> he's mental, head is not screwed on at all. Um, Longley, who they've signed, who just seems to be an absolute carbon copy, just, an absolute, just another one who has no idea how to defend most of the time. Um, and he's like offset by Emerson Royal on one side, who again, headless <laughs> chicken, uh, missed no one goal basically. Um, just not a, I mean, how he starts over both Doherty and Spence um, is a mystery to me. Um, and then, on the other side, they've got Ben Davies, who I oh, granted scored, um, but is about 400 years old now. Um, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I, it needs serious work. I it, it, it's no wonder they play two holding midfielders in front of them. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes three. <laughs> they need all the help they can get. Well, yeah, because we were talking about this, weren't we saying Conte needs to sort of like maybe take the shackles off a bit, but maybe he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, uh, an extra defender. Uh, <laughs> uh, this, this is done with help. Like, yeah. Goodness me, imagine there's a fancy number 10 in there. <laughs> this, is what, this is what I mean, and that, don't get me wrong, that Bentacord, I think he's a really good player when he can yeah. be um, someone, someone mentioned Uruguay in the World Cup and I didn't realise they actually have got a pretty decent team they always do they always do don't they they just, they just kind of create a great midfield and attacks and it's like who's in defence and it's like uh, you know uh, Sebastian <laughs> 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 it's like well you could probably do better than that yeah. Um, but, but yeah he's a good player and Tottenham probably Deserve the win because Leeds' his defence is probably more comfortable than Tottenham's. Ah, uh, well, your mate and goal, isn't he? Which brings us to my next point. Sorry, um, should Harry Kane's goal have been allowed? <laughs> Do you know what? I'm probably going to have no one agreeing with me, with me here, but I actually think it was fine. I didn't. I genuinely didn't think that it should have been disallowed. I, for me, goalkeepers now they 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 sort of they'll they'll go up for these challenges to try and punch or catch the ball. And they're, they're almost going in thinking, well, it doesn't matter if, if I yeah. don't do a good job here and I cock it up because I'm, I'm going to get a decision here. Like, there's, there's, I think the uh, whoever the top player was that was jumping for it is entitled to jump up and go for the header. And you're allowed to make contact with people. It's, it's not like, yeah, I don't think he deliberately ran into him or like, pushed him or raised his arms to you know, try and get in his face or anything. I just, I, for me, I honestly thought that it was weak goalkeeping, and I, I didn't actually have a problem with it. But I, you know, everyone who's uh, sort of seen it on some actually day and other things seems to uh, to be adamant that it should have been disallowed. But I, I genuinely thought it was fine. Fair enough, Carl. Do you agree? I do actually. Yeah. Oh, good. Well done, refs. <laughs> no, I, 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 I think it was Richarlison, wasn't it? Or was it? Was he just behind? It was. I think Richardson was the one who come flying in, mm. and Melia sort of like, like, like size touch on there. Goalkeeper seemed to be think in vertical comments that they're going to get protected anyway, so he can just flap out and go, "Oh, they found me," <laughs> and it never happened. 
Um, I totally agree. Not wrong with it. Goal. Good night. I mean, I'm su- I'm I'm surprised that it that it was given because you see so many of challenges like that they do get punished. But I yes, I, 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 I didn't think that there was a foul there. Sometimes I mean, you can you can't like deliberately just smash into a keep or you know whack your arm to their face. But I don't think that was the case. I think no, I don't, a, a genuine attempt for the ball and it's it's a contact sport. You're allowed to make contact with other players. It's a right? corner. What do you want them to do? Just stand there. Exactly. Yeah. So as you know, I'm surprised that it wasn't that it was given, but I don't have a problem with it being given. No, no. I thought um, Melly's got to do better for Davis's goal. Oh, definitely. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yes. Wow. Wow. I mean, the defender's behind him, I think. And he misses it as well, which is quite funny. But it's, um, yeah, he's my mate's back to his best, isn't he? <laughs> and, like, you know, Leeds fans can, you know, complain all they want about it, but that was to make it 1 1. Leeds still took the lead twice more in that game. You take the lead three times in a game and still lose. You know, I think there's bigger issues than one of the goals that out of the four that you conceded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's like that's like us when we were moaning about one when yeah. Bournemouth when Bournemouth scored seven passes in <laughs> two games. But anyway, we're moving on from that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's fun to watch for the neutral. But yeah, well, we'll see. If uh, Leeds can pull themselves away from the bottom three, um, the fifteenth, I mean, two points out of the danger zone, both with a game in hand, um, most teams around them. So, see how that works out. Uh, the last game of the three o'clock on Saturday was West Ham United nil, Leicester City two. Um, first time this season West Ham have not scored at home, um, which was a bit surprising. Um, except that can't be true because they lost two nil at Man City. So. <laughs> Don't know who told us that, but you're wrong. Um, James Madison opened the scoring before going off injured. Turns out he's fine, just fancied a rest before going away at the World Cup. <laughs> um, and uh, Yuri Tillens missed a penalty, which was a good save by Fajansky. And then uh, Harvey Barnes wrapped it up later on. Um, we talked about Moyes a little bit earlier on. Uh, Sorry, how much, how, how much trouble do you think Moyes is really in? I think with the owners that they've got, I, I think he, he might be in a bit of trouble. Um, I think we would sort of be touching it last week as well. They they spent quite a bit of money this summer. And mm. I, I actually, and as much as I hate their owners, um, and, I, and I do with a real passion <laughs> from, their, from their days in charge of Birmingham City, but they I think they would be entitled to have expected a bit more from from what they've got so far this season. Um, I don't. It's it's a weird because I think, like we said again last week, I you'd like to think Moyes has built up enough credit in the bank, especially over the last couple of years, and because you know that he's you know, a very good, solid Premier League manager. Um, and as I said earlier, on, uh, that I, I think you know you look at that squad compared to the other teams around there, and there is you know there's some there's some really good players in that squad. So I don't, I don't think they're going to be in any sort of relegation trouble. But, you know, the longer things like this go on and results keep going, going the way they are, you know, it, there comes a point with every manager where, you know, you, you, enough is enough. So I don't think he's any in any immediate danger, but I think when 
football sort of restarts again on Boxing Day, I, I think you'll have to turn it around fairly quickly. Since they go, they're going into January and they're still sort of hovering around where they are, they may think there's time for a change of manager and and he's got a bit of time to, to get some, some players in in the January window. Yeah, it's almost like the fancier players he gets, the worse he is. Because um, <laughs> that squad's better than ever has been, really. Um, but, I mean, they've signed that Kera, now you say it, from PSG. Oh, he is him. absolutely abysmal. Like, Kufals must be sat on the bench being like, did I, was that really this bad? Like, <laughs> I didn't oh, really have a good player, Kufals. Ah, well, I didn't know him as a weak link, but Moisey thinks otherwise. Um, but Leicester um, have really turned it around. Um, kind of shows the benefit of sticking with a manager uh, as much as our friend Ali would not want this to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to say that Leicester have been very good over the last five or six games. Um, they've gone from rock bottom without a hope to 13th. Um, what's changed? I, th- I think he's just... I think that the class is starting to show through now. Mm-hmm. They, have got good, they have got good players. Um, they absolutely ruined us off the park. Madison's decided to turn up because he wanted that World Cup place, didn't he? <laughs> and, he got, and he got it. Um, Telemans can do one. I put him in my fancy team and he misses a pen. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, no, they, they have got good players. And we've, we, I think we've all said it. Um, Telemans, Barnes, Madison. Yeah. All three, all three good players, Andy. Even those, Danny Ward started to play well. Danny Ward was incredible in, the, in this game, apparently. Um, but th- those three you just mentioned there seem to be the ones who've, who've really picked up. Um, <coughs> well, then those, they, that centre-back they signed. Oh, they yeah, these good yeah. yeah. Outstanding. Yeah, really good. It took him you know, a couple of games to sort of find his feet, but he's 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 done really well. I think it's I think it's like six wins in their last eight games now. Mm. Um, and I think it's probably no coincidence that once he's sort of settled in, that that defence has shorn up a bit. Like Castagna playing as well, he's sort of gone off the boil in recent months, but he's he's a very good player as well. So yeah, it's, it's shouldn't really be a surprise as as Carl said there. They, they you know, there's some good players in that squad, and I think the the, big, the shock was that they were down there in the first place, not not that they've sort of turned it around now. Yeah. Yeah, highly yeah. amusing nonetheless. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, fun while it lasted. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of fun while it lasted, hmm. oh god. <laughs> uh, Saturday evening, five thirty. Um, we saw Newcastle United one, Chelsea nil. Uh, Joe Willock with the only goal of the game. Um, Lineup boys, who wants to wax lyrical about Newcastle United? <laughs> no, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> well, all I want to say is that Dan Byrne um, is unlucky not to be in the England squad. Um, we've been talking about for a while about how there's a lack of English centre-halves who are in form. Um, Dan Byrne has been outstanding for 10 months now since he joined us. Um, he, he's been playing left-back recently, admittedly, but um, so good at what he does. Um, he was man the match for me, but yet another win. Um, how was him, Carl? Laid on me. No, it was. Um, I said last week that you should win. Mm. Um, I didn't think Chelsea would turn up, and I was right. Um, the I don't know if he was resting Thiago Silva, um, but he. Uh, 
you have to put them on anyway. Giving them a nice yeah. rest before six weeks where we won't see them. Yeah. That was nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did a good goal. Took his goal well, will it? Mm. Yeah. Um, I can't keep on saying this every week. As much as I don't like his, I can't fault you. Um, you're you beating Chelsea. I, don't, I know it's at home, but you don't... Do you beat Chelsea a lot? I can't really remember. Mm, on and off. I mean, obviously not not, not, not regularly, because that's why <laughs> they've <laughs> won several league titles and we haven't. Um, um, but, but the thing is, I never, ever felt like we were going to lose this game. No, I, to be fair, I didn't either. Uh, I it's bizarre. He's going to stay top four? Probably. See, if you'd asked us yesterday when Man United were hanging on against Fulham, I was thinking we could have a nice little cushion here. Um, but the bookers won, didn't they? So, I mean, that's the worry. Like, these teams who are chasing us are perennial teams who finish in the top four and are used oh, to don't, it. Uh, don't and get me wrong. You, you're gonna, you're gonna, I, I don't see how you won't start lo- losing games. Yeah. Um, but, on the flip side, I use ready to splash the cash again in January I think we're always in a position where the, the money's always going to be there it's just whether you can make it work and how much FFP really matters to anybody um, no, no one cares well that's it and, that's, and uh, the other side of it is I think we'll let, let's say hypothetically someone like James Madison becomes available now, I'm not saying he will because he's probably far better we're going to have far better offers than us but we, I think, we'll, if there's a player becomes available who would get into our first eleven, we'll go and buy them. We'll not buy squad filler players now. I think we'll no, just go and buy players who are going to immediately improve us, and um, which is obviously a nice position to be in. Um, but I think again, we won't just sign anybody. Like it's how it's quite a bit like Liar Southgate in the sense that you only have like the right characters around the players, um, or how they decide that beforehand is anyone's guess, but. Um, we're obviously in a position now where, where it could be choosy for the first time in a lot of years as well, where for a long time we've sort of had players who were available, not necessarily what we need, but they're available, and that's uh, you know like the Chris Woods of this world who, all right, he's a trier, and I'll always be thankful for him coming when we needed him most, but um, he's fundamentally not good enough for where we are on the table at the minute. No. Um, so if we can improve on him, I mean, obviously we've got Isaac to come back, which will which we'll do that, so... It's all good for us. Um, let's talk about Chelsea, though, because um, what on earth is Graham Potter doing with this lot? Like, oh, I mean, I don't, really, I don't really blame him necessarily, but it seems like it, it seems like everything that people said would happen has happened in about three weeks, where yeah, yeah. relatively unheralded European manager Graham Potter um, mm. has taken over a group of. Let's say renowned, re- renowned European players who have a reputation, um, and they don't like it. Not one of them is really playing anywhere near their ability. Um, and fair play to him, he started to wield the axe. Um, he played young, is it Lewis Hall? Someone Hall, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, who tidy player? No problem with that. Um, Aubameyang sat on the bench, looking like he wants to be anywhere else in the world, <laughs> which knowing him, he probably will be very soon. Um, Sterling, not in the 18, don't know if he's injured or what. Um, anyway, wasn't there. Um, as you mentioned, Thiago Silva being rested for what reason? Like, 
because he's 90. I know, but like, did he play against Man City in midweek? Uh, I don't know, actually. I don't I would, remember. I would assume not. I mean, I, I, don't, I, I don't know, but um seemed mad to me to have him on the bench when you've got no club game for six weeks. I mean, all right. Oh, we did. He might have said, like, our boss, I really want to go play for Brazil, and I'm 38, <laughs> but I'm not really sure that's how it should work. <laughs> um, I just look no. at their team and I think this team's very beatable. And you could see our players like, right, press Jorginho because he doesn't like it. Um, Loftus-Cheek obviously lasted about five minutes before he went off. They've got... They've been, I mean, Pulisic was good when he came on. I think, I think he's probably been... I think he's been a little bit harshly treated because when he first came to England, he was very good. Um, and he had a dip of form and was never played again. A bit like Ziyech, who, again, was brilliant when he came to England for the first time. Had a dip in form. Now barely gets a kick. Like, they've just got these players who've been stockpiled and cast aside over time. Um, and I'm sure there's a reason for it, but like, it's it's not a sustainable model to just keep chopping and changing these uh, these players. Um, but I'm afraid I think Potter will probably sell half this squad in the next six months, um, and he'll I'm buy. Surprised they're not calling for the Z, to be honest. Well, I think I think some Chelsea fans are. Um, I mean, obviously Twitter's not the greatest place on earth, but. Uh, Mm. it's a good way of getting some opinions of people and I think a lot of people just think he's never ever going to succeed with, with his methods at a club of this size I think um, the, the, the good point by yourself that the, the, they're kind of like Wolves in reverse they've got like that player who's just expensive but doesn't really do anything whereas <laughs> Wolves have got loads of Portuguese players these have got loads of, loads of players that cost loads and don't do anything. Um, the names that you mentioned there, Ziyech, Pulisic, Cucurella. Are these any good? No, they're not. I mean, Cucurella was like, all right, he was all right for Brighton. Can he for Brighton? 62 million pounds. <laughs> like, I know we talk about, does, does Brighton have a different exchange rate to us? Because this is the club who, this is the club who was on about spending 90 million on Danny Welbeck last week. Like, do they actually use yen? Yen is a currency down there, and we've just got confused by it. I know, it's just... And, I mean, maybe he does need a bit of time, but these won't. These will not give him time. They won't. They absolutely they, won't. They, they get beat a couple more times, and he'll be gone. They won't care. Well, if they get beat a couple more times, the way the league's going, they'll be in the bottom five. <laughs> exactly. And, I, I mean, you're the shelf... The Chelsea owner Abramovich, obviously, he, he was a hatchet man. This clown seems hell of a lot worse. He, he'll just go, yes, see you later, mate. Well, get uh, just take your pick. You probably get two shots back. Well, it's another absolutely bizarre. Like we talked, touched on this a few weeks ago, but like it's very rare you come into a position where the manager who's been sacked, there was no call for him to go. Really, was there? Right. No, I mean, it, he's been very successful everywhere he's gone. Um, what do we say? Something like eight out of nine cup finals. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not a bad record, right? And they've appointed a man who plays nice football with Brighton. Like that, that's fundamentally what he's done. That's his achievements in life. He, he plays well with Brighton, um, and he collected one of every nation, which you know I'm sure um, was a huge deal to the people of Brighton. Um, but now he's got to do it, and the difference in size between Brighton and Chelsea—it's massive. I mean, it's just. I didn't think it was ever going to work. Um, and no, we, said, we, we said before, like, he should have had a club between Brighton and Chelsea. 
um, of which there are many. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I have to wait for that opportunity now. <laughs> he's aged, hasn't he? Over the past however long he's been there, two months. He does. He does look like he's aged. Yeah. It's, I uh, mean, I would if I had put up with Aubameyang every day. Well, that's true. I mean, if he's playing a back four and be going route one before long, then you know Potter Paul is dead. So. Yeah, um, Broge is not the answer either. But... Well, I just I, there's another thing I didn't understand where he played a back five, um, and then he decided to play Conor Gallagher as like opposition, um, uh. Mason Mount in another position, and then Young Broge up front on his own. And I was just like, <laughs> why? <laughs> what? What a strange way to set up a team. <laughs> yeah. It's- yeah, I'm I just, I just didn't get it. No, it's, it's hilarious. You know my thoughts on Chelsea. Yeah. Um. Anyway, all hail Dan Burn. Um. <laughs> sorry, I, think he was, I think he was a bit hard luck. A bit of hard luck not to get in the scoreboard. Ah, well, it's kind of you know not dissimilar to Tony. I don't think he's going to pick many players who've never played in national football. Yeah. For a yeah. World Cup, um, but I'll be surprised if he doesn't make the Euro squad, like the qualifiers when that kicks off in yeah, yeah. three months, whatever it is, um, on current form anyway. But we will see. Yeah. Uh, and Ad, before we move on, I'm just re- reiterating what I said about Chelsea last week that they spent a quarter of a billion pounds in the summer, and I've absolutely no idea where, what, where, who that money's gone on. Like they, they look, they're just they're there's something really odd going on there at the moment. Um, yeah, really, really strange. And just from, from Newcastle, I think the point you sort of said uh, earlier, Dennis, I think any players you sign in January have got to be players that are going to come in and improve that eleven. because like, I was, I was, I was uh, speaking to a mate of mine who's a Newcastle fan on the weekend after the game, and I was saying, like, and I wasn't trying to say it to, like, in a funny way, but you're, like, you're looking at the starting lineup. You look at people like Longstaff, Willock, Joe Linson, Woods, and even Almeron up until two weeks ago, <laughs> uh, two, two months ago, and like you look at that and you think that's they're they're sort of mid-table players at best. I, I think I think it, it speaks volumes to what a good job Eddie Howe is doing. So I think he, I think he's getting more out of that group of players than I think he would initially think he would be able to get because you've got some obviously really good players like Trippier, Bruno, and Botman. Or, they're they're very very good players. But, um, they they seem to to be elevating sort of everyone else around them. And I'd, how much longer would that last? Like like the play, the likes of Longstaff, Johnny and Willock can can they keep at that level for a whole season? Possibly, but it's no. You couldn't guarantee on that. So I think I think January. Uh, be interesting to see what you do in January. To be honest, and I, I think like yeah, definitely like you said, any players coming in. You want to be improving that eleven, and then the players who are playing at the moment now, that that sort of they, they they become squad players, but they're good squad players for you though, who you, who you know can come in and do a job. Yeah, no, no, that's exactly what I was angling for. Um, I would like I'm very interested to see what happens. I wouldn't be at all surprised either if we sold Alan Saint Maxman. Um, I think it's, well, I don't think it'd be short short of suitors, but it just seems apparent to me that he's, he's not. A fit for the way we play, um, I agree. and we're better. We're better. A better team without him, um, which 
I, th- I think he's too hit and miss. I think he's just a better Adama Traore. Like he, he's got moments of real brilliance, but I, I, I don't think he's consistent enough for for where your long term ambitions are. Like he, it, I don't think he's a player that is capable of playing consistently at that top level. But no. if you went to someone like a, if you went to someone like a Crystal Palace, Brentford, <laughs> like you could see him really shining there then you'd, you'd have talk of or he could go up to another level but he's just not consistent enough for me no and i mentioned earlier like if there's a need to balance the books we've potentially got you know 50 million way of doing it there or whatever whatever you'd get from i don't know 50 is the price you'd get yeah you probably get off well who knows if cookwell is if cookwell is 60 and Danny, well, and Danny well like 90 then i mean <laughs> who knows huh. Huh. um right the last game on Saturday night was Wolves nil, Arsenal two. I mean, Wolves nil goes out saying uh, <laughs> Arsenal got that too. Um, I didn't watch much of this game. Did either of you put yourselves through it? I watched a bit of it, yeah. No, I'd, I'd, I'd had enough of the football by then. Better <laughs> <laughs> um, things to do on a Saturday night than watch. Oh, no, no one knew you. Well, I, was actually, I, was actually, I, I was actually in the pub. So, <laughs> uh, so I was actually in Ricky Hatton's corner in Manchester. It's funny, really, how it works out. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marco Antonio Regan. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Carl, anything to take home from this other than you know Arsenal are five points clear now, um, and uh, which is unbelievable, really. Like they've they've been really good. I know it's not cool to say, but. Um, one loss in 14 um, 37 points that were possible uh, 44 is that um, yeah aye yeah, yeah same same sort of ilk of what we when you talk about Newcastle but a slightly bigger scale fair play to them they're, they're just winning and um, winning when they have to winning what's in front of them Um yeah, Wolves are crap. It's great. <laughs> um, I'm sure it's funny for Sai anyway. Um, <laughs> actually, actually, I, I really, I think this might be the year Wolves will go, possibly. Um, I, 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 I didn't, I don't agree with who they've, who they've appointed. I, I would have been devastated if I was a Wolves fan and they got him. I thought they would have went back to me, no, but that was just me. Um. Uh, yeah, Arsenal for the league. So two things. Um, I agree with you totally on Lopetegui. Lopetegui. Lopetegui, let's go with. Um, he was a goal, goalie, wasn't he? He was a goalie. Um, and then he obviously got sacked by Spain on like the eve of the World Cup. I remember that. Or the Euros, whatever it was anyway. He left and on then, the... And on then the... went to Real and got sacked by them. Well, <laughs> aye, so... Aye, that's right. Uh, so he's got a great track record, is what we're saying. Um, yeah. Fundamentally, though, he's got to try and get a tune out of a squad that's got eight goals in 15 games. <laughs> Good luck it's to the you. The fact that he turned them down a few weeks ago. Yeah. Like, that that, that would really worry me as a fan. Yeah, that stinks, that way. Mm, I mean, like they, they've got on like a, a great run in the meantime that's made him think oh you know maybe maybe I was wrong they're bottom of the fucking league <laughs> I was also a massive fan of him being at the game being paraded before the game <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> do, do Fancy take charge of this one he's like nah nah I'm not gonna not gonna hey, salute Steve, 
Steve, get in. <laughs> not not going to sully my hands with this one. Um, you, I'll you just t- wait and play Everton unboxing. Yeah, you, you take this one, Steve, and I'll just uh, see what happens next. Um, yeah, I'll also go this an unboxing. <laughs> um, now, are Arsenal going to win the league? No. <laughs> no, but... Um, well, let me ask you a different question. Little, little seeds of doubt starting to creep in now. Are they no, going to finish? Not. Are they going to finish in the top two? Yes. Oh yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Good yeah. What's going on? What's going on? I know. Arsenal, yeah. Arsenal, and Newcastle are fighting for the title. Are we in nineteen ninety six? I think. <laughs> I think. I think we might be. Um, unfortunately, Man City aren't in Division Three, so I mean. <laughs> <laughs> they actually went down that year, didn't they? Uh, they went down next five ninety six, yeah. Um yeah. not before Tino Espy headbutted Keith Cole, but I mean, you know some things can't be helped. Um, <laughs> well, there's actually a story behind that. Didn't he didn't he think that they would have stayed up with a draw? And it wasn't think, the case. I think that was a previous season or something, or a couple of seasons before that. They uh didn't they draw like four four with Oldham or something and they were Messing about in the corner, waiting when they need to win. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking great stuff. Aye. I'm here for it. Daft lads. Um, anyway. We can only hope for similar scenes in May when uh, Jack Grealish keeps the ball in the corner when they need to go and find a goal from somewhere. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Uh, uh, so that rounds up Saturday. There was two games on Sunday. Um, one made our friend Si very happy. Um, Brighton won Aston Villa 2. Um, Brighton scored after like 30 seconds because Douglas Louise was still asleep um, but then Villa came roaring back Danny Ings penalty spot uh, and um, Danny Ings again I can't remember who scored the second goal it was yeah, yeah Danny yeah, Ings was, again yeah. uh, good for him um, I'll let you go at this side in a minute but first a quiz question for you both who the fuck is Enciso who played for Brighton <laughs> <laughs> Lightest one off the uh, the conveyor belt of League of Nations going on down there, isn't well, it? Well, big fan of this one. Came on after five minutes for Adam Lallana, who was injured again. Oh, uh, yeah, I've seen him. And then off he went after 55 minutes. <laughs> His job was done. Um, no idea who he is. We'll see him in six weeks' time. Or actually, probably for him in, in shorter time when he turns out for Ecuador in a few weeks <laughs> or, or whoever he represents. Um, good luck to him. Paraguay. Is he Paraguayan? Is he going? We won't see him. That's a shame. Eighteen years of age. Ah, goodness me! How do you get a work permit in this day and age? <laughs> goodness me! Paying him big wages. Wow. Right, Sai, the mighty, mighty villains. Um, Unai Emery's turned turned you around. Yes, yeah, as I you know sort of said last week after United games, it's amazing what what can happen if you've got a proper manager and coach in there. Um, I mean, he didn't start great. <laughs> 50 seconds into the game, I was sitting with my head in my hands. Uh, and you, you sort of said Douglas Ruiz was half asleep, but I actually placed more of the blame on Martinez. I thought the pass through wasn't great. Um, I mean, Luis should have been a bit more live to it and should have been a bit stronger. But uh, yes, I don't think he was helped in the pass. And sort of for the first 10, 15 minutes of the game, I'm not going to lie, I, I was a little bit worried because uh, we, we just we didn't, we didn't start at all. And, but Brighton did what Brighton do. They had quite a bit of the ball and caused us a few problems down our right-hand side, but never never looked like doing anything. I don't think they had another shot in that first half. Um, 
And then we we kind of started to get into the game a bit more. Ramsey and Ings had linked up a couple of times uh, down the left. And then, obviously, we, we got the penalty. I would still never understand defenders like Lewis Dunk. They've done that. Complaining to the ref that they won the ball. Like, in, in what world does he think that was not a penalty? Um, I, I've got to say as well, what I really enjoyed is about four or five minutes before uh, our penalty, you could hear the Brighton fans singing to Tyrone Mings, you just a shit Lewis Dunk. And then Dunk goes and gives away the penalty and was at fault slightly for the second goal as well. So that, that was enjoyable. But um, once we got the equaliser, I, I thought for the rest of the first half then, we, I thought we, we played all right. We didn't create a load of chances. But I thought we were sort of getting more into the game and then started the second half reasonably well and sort of had a, a couple of chances. We obviously got the goal as well. It's nice. It's quite funny how Brighton's goal was McAllister nipping in on Louise, who was asleep. And then it was the exact, you know, role reversal for, for our winning goal. Um, say Dunk slid in, get, you know, sold himself far too quickly. And it, obviously we got a bit of luck with the deflections, just sort of trickled in. About a yard past the keeper, he, he just, you know, I think he made his mind up. Well, I was going to the left. I can't stop now and, and put put a hand or foot out to stop this. I'll just let it roll in. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but then, at sort of the last 15, 20 minutes, I, I, if I was a Brighton fan, I'm sure I'd be quite annoyed with Amy Martinez and a few of our players because there was a... There and was the VAR great... ref. Yeah, oh, oh, mm. <laughs> but there, there, there was there was some like some proper shit house time wasting going on. Oh yeah, but, there was, there was. But but that's you know, a few weeks ago, I would have been convinced well, we're going to crumble and uh, you know we're going to concede. But during that last fifteen twenty minutes, I I never felt like we were going to going to lose. And sort of watching the game, obviously we we, we uh, brought a few subs on, sort of moved to a back four, and then for the last five minutes, like it was the back six and then yeah. the midfield. <laughs> but. Right, they, they couldn't find a way through, and it, sort of watching it, 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 what struck me was it, it, it sort of point I've made about Emery before, is that that's not luck, that level of organisations and sort of staying in the line and, and, and pushing them slowly from side to side back back up the pitch. That's that's clearly stuff that they've been drilled on, for, you know, to spend a lot of time on the, on the training ground doing that. And it was nice to see. It's nice to see us dig out an ugly win like that obviously you, in an ideal world you'd want to play like we did against united last week and you know where you sort of dominating and in full control from start to finish but it, it's been a while since i've seen a villa team grind out an ugly win like that and and do it in the way that i never really felt that we were we were going to give anything away i think they had that header from Colwell, which he really should have scored. Hmm. But other than that, I think that's the only chance that they created in that second half. And I think, I think, I think it's, you know, some Brighton fans online afterwards were, were not very happy. And I agree, it's not it's not pretty to watch. You wouldn't want to watch it every week. But I do think that we do deserve quite a bit of credit for the way we defended in that. I mean, Brighton as well, I think the, the stat came up in the game that the last 20 games that they'd taken the lead in. They'd won 15 and drawn five of them. So, so to come back from that early setback and, and get the win, I, I, I thought it was really impressive. And now we go into the break, 12th in the table, and uh, you know, in quite a positive frame of mind. 
Yeah, it's amazing what a few weeks can do. Um, Brighton, likewise, were kind of had been on good form and took the lead early on, but never really kicked on from that, as you say, and Villa worked the way back in, um, and I thought it was thoroughly deserved with the three points in the end. Um, same old issues with Brighton, but just lack of cutting edge, but they say it didn't really get an awful lot of chances anyway, so fair play to Emery. Um, he has undone the Gerrard in that team very quickly, <laughs> so fair oh, play to him. Um, the last game of the weekend, um, Fulham 1, Manchester United 2. Um, I thought Fulham were really good here. If Mitrovic had been playing, it would be a different story. Um Man United took the lead to the Christian Eriksen, the, the first day in the score for Man United since who, Simon? Uh, the uh, the great man himself, Peter Schmeichel. The man, Peter Schmeichel. Um, Did he score that goal against? Was it you? It was Everton. What? <laughs> what? He scored against you for us as well. I was going to say, did he score? <laughs> He scored for Villa against Everton. He scored for Man United in, that, in a cup game, I think. A no, European game, Bald, maybe? Balderdrud, was it? Well, I well, shortly after Harry Potter killed him, that's what he went <laughs> after. Balderdrud or something like ah, that. Well, there you go. Um, ah, this game was petering out into a draw. I think Fulham would gas themselves out with 10 minutes to go and then... Man United brought on a child who could run, and he ran very quickly past poor Bobby Degadover-Reed. Um, who is this Garnacho fellow, and should we be scared? No. He was shit against us last weekend. He was. He was. And then he had a decent game in the cup against us during the week, and then everyone on Twitter was going mental about this wonder kid. And after the game, was it some some of the pundits were saying, oh, have we, is this a potential star in the making? He's like... He, he was shit last week. He could be. He could go on to be a good player, but let's let's not go mental over a goal against. <laughs> <again. laughs> Aye, well, I'm sure they will. Um, <laughs> it was, it, I mean, the speed was incredible. Um, I know it was late in the game, like, but I mean, that's why being on subs isn't. Um, as I said earlier, my, from my point of view, had these been a draw, 24 points that have been on six points behind us with a game in hand. Now they're four points behind us with a game in hand. They're going to come on stronger in the second half of the season, I've no doubt. Um, rather than talk about this game, so I'd like to ask you. I'd like to ask you about Cristiano. Hey, Pucci, you got you look like you got something to say. Do you? Yes, he does. He has lots to say. Um, where do you stand on this? Is he? I mean, he's a grown man. What's wrong with him? He's. Um, he, I'm on my. I, well, I was before this no I am I'm, I'm a big Cristiano Ronaldo fan but but he's an absolute crybaby gobshite at the minute Um, grow up you're not getting pissed grow up find someone else to pick you he'll go to Chelsea which is going to be even more funny Um, he's not on the right as well not, not even remotely Um, but I did read something about what he said about Jaden Sancho eating chocolate cake. Have you, have you read it? No, no. Oh, my good God. So he walks in and Luke Shaw and Jaden, Jaden Sancho are eating chocolate cake or something. Way to this effect. And Ronaldo's looking at them, glaring at him as if to say, you know, we've got training like five minutes. Can you not go on the end sort of thing? Jaden Sancho replies with, this is my thing, bro. 
<laughs> and Ronaldo just turned around and walked out. See, I thought that was quite. There's something, qu- there's something quite special about one of the greatest players of all time um, leaving the club of his dreams because one of his teammates was sneaking puddings. Like, it's just, it's just, it's just, you know, it's like some other, it's like some other rule, darling. It's like, oh, it's just mental. Um, the that he's coming out with is just. Oh, like, like, no one. He's like you're slagging off Rooney. I mean, Rooney's DC United manager. Who the, yeah. Who the hell cares? I mean, well, I, obviously I love Wayne as well, but keep him out of it, you know what I mean? Well, I, I, I was very disrespectful to Rooney, to be honest. I mean, Rooney did Ronaldo's running for years. Like, that's why, yeah. Rooney, that's why Rooney was knackered so quickly. And, I, um, and he's like, I'm, I look better. I'm not going to say I look better than him, but I do. Uh, well, no doubt, Cristiano, because you're a freak. Yeah, um, I, he's, he's a disgrace. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know. He's 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 an absolute joke. He he was he was giving the captain's armbands against us last week. What like, what, what is going on? It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, I I think a few of us probably said it at the start of last season when they signed him. He'll you know, like, at start last season they signed him. I think I said he'll score twenty odd goals in all competitions. They'll be further away than winning anything than they were the year before, and it will not be good for the development of some of their forward players. That's exactly what's happened. He's, I, I think he's an absolute joke. And then I was I was watching a thing earlier on today. Uh, Rio Ferdinand still trying to defend him, and and he was saying, I think like he, he was having to go at the club saying, oh they should have let him go in the summer. I think Man U were quite keen to get rid of him in the summer, but no one wanted to take him. Because of his wages. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely... I, I think he's he's an absolute knobhead. And when I saw the thing last night, that him he'd done the interview with Piers Morgan, I was I was honestly trying to debate which was the bigger trick. I was, was going to say, like, of all, the people, Piers Morgan, <laughs> of all the people to interview you, <laughs> I mean, who, who made that happen? Like... I know I joke at the start, but like, did Cristiano ring up like Piers Morgan and be like, "I tell you what, you like a story on talk TV, whatever that is." I, I think he's interviewed him before, and he's a proper in a full-on Piers Morgan fight way, he's a sick fan, sick fanboy of him, and uh, sorry, yeah, it's embarrassing on straight, straight away, So it, you know that Ronaldo would love that having his ego stroked even more. Be to- I'm sure that interview would be so much of Morgan telling him what a great player he is. I think I saw him saying that. He'd have him at Arsenal in the heartbeat for six months. Arteta wouldn't go fucking near him. Look what he did to a Barbie Yang. He's not going to have Ronaldo coming in. No, I think you'd write that one off immediately. Um, <laughs> he will go to either America or um, oh. or Sporting Lisbon. Is he, yeah, is, I think. He, is, he, is he allowed to go to America, though? Oh, fair point. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think you'll go to Sporting Lisbon if I had to be, yeah, if I had to pick so a club so. from. Um, but how they afford them is another matter. I mean, you can't stay at Man United now, surely. <laughs> oh, that, that's done. It's got to be done. Like he's basically Alan Partridge did and sacked all of Petrie Productions, and he's, <laughs> and he's just left with like lovely Jill, which is Piers Morgan. <laughs> I'm Rio. Well, even Rio said he can't defend him. So I mean, yeah, true. Uh, Never mind. Yeah. Um, so that's the end of the action uh, for like six weeks. We're back on Boxing Day. I mean, we probably won't be back on Boxing Day because we don't. Yeah. We take Christmas off traditionally. Um, it's been a, it's been an incredible 
14, 15 games. I mean, obviously, I've enjoyed it. You probably less so, Carl. And Sai, you're uh. probably coming back around with the idea of football now. <laughs> um, but as a, even as a neutral, um, most of the league has been quite fun to watch. Um, there hasn't really been there hasn't really been an out and out shit team. There's been obviously teams who are quite shit, but no one's got a drift. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. And there's you know, not an awful lot between Brighton and seventh, um, and like Everton and seventeen to fourteen points, like seven points oh. difference. Oh, no. um, it can turn around quickly, so I don't think any club can be totally despondent well, at this stage. Well, not lost. Is that what you're trying to say, Dave? That's exactly what I'm trying yeah. to say, Carl. Just That's keep your spirit. Your, keep your Carl, spirits high. Look, look at us. Two, three weeks ago, where we were. You've got better players than us. Sorry, but it's just, <laughs> but well, the point is, like, you know, we we got rid of a, a someone who was a very good Premier League player, but maybe isn't cut out for management. So I managed to get a top manager in. So it's, it's not beyond the realms of possibility that you could find a good no, manager out there. No, it's not. No, I mean, not. I totally agree. That's it. Look on the bright side. This time a year ago, we had five points, and now look at us. That is just bonkers when you think about it. It is, and we played. We played, and we got relegated. So you know, I, I, I'm not sure if uh, if Saudi Arabia are going to buy Everton as well, though. Well, we don't want their money. Maybe not. <laughs> ah, well. Blood money. Money is money, Carl. That's... This is it. <laughs> this is it. And we just we just wasted on Davy Classen anyway. You would. You'd, you'd bring him back and you'd give him a, and give him a good hair transplant while he was at it. He was the you oldest. Give me one as well. If he you was want. the oldest looking twenty-three-year-old I've ever seen. That was bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, good old Davy Classen. Right. Um, there is a World Cup around the corner, and uh, Man on the Post will be covering it from start to finish. Uh, I think there's a preview pod this week. Uh, I'm assuming my invite's been lost in the post, but um, we, we we look out for that owl arriving at my door with the the envelope saying you've been invited to World Cup preview mania. Um, I think there was talk of doing a show every day or maybe something like that. But anyway, um, I thought I'd just ask you about England because you know England, England, England. Um, what are your expectations ahead of this tournament? So I'll start with you, because I know you've, you've followed England around the world. Yeah, well, I'm actually going out there. Well, of course you are. Ah, I'm, you mean... yeah, flying out next Sunday, so... Um... I heard you're opening, doing the opening ceremony. You and Diana, uh, Ross. <laughs> I, I, I mean, there were talks about it, but in the end I thought, I'll go and support the team, but I can't take that money, because, you know, I've got morals and principles, so... Uh... Well, it's you, know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, no... From an England point of view, I, I, I think I think we'll get out of the group because it's not a great group, um, and I, I suspect as long as we avoid Holland in the last sixteen, I'd, I'd fancy our chances with that. Then you know, you, once you get to the quarterfinals, you, there, 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 there's some good teams in there, and I, I think quarterfinals probably the best that, that we can hope for. But you never know; you, you can get a bit of momentum, get a bit of luck. It's, it's a difficult one to predict. Obviously, the last two tournaments, we've semi-final and the final. And That's it. So. So we've become a bit of a tournament team, which is like not really what yeah. it's been about for years. But um, I agree with you. Obviously, the group is. I, I think the, the major worry is. I was just going to say the ma- major worries is the defence. So I think you were talking about the World Cup preview show that was on Sky last night. I saw a bit of them. They're all not making the point that you just 
there's not one centre back partnership in that squad that you trust together, and no. so that is a concern. But we have got a number of good, like very, very good attacking players. So I don't know. Yeah, so it remains to be seen. I say I think at least quarterfinals, and then who knows from there. Yeah, I mean we're covered to come at the tournament with no form whatsoever. Um, <laughs> granted, you know we have we've played. Reasonable teams, hungry aside, obviously they give us a bit of a piercing, but um, we'll gloss over that for the sake of what I'm about to say. Um, I do worry about the group we're in, and um, reminds me so much of the 2010 group, where mm. we thought we'd absolutely cakewalk it, and in the end we scraped through. Um, the opposition is not too dissimilar. Um, teams like Iran will sit in and make it hard for us to break them down, and you know we've seen... We even saw in the Euros last year when we obviously went quite far, um, we were beating teams like one nil. It wasn't, uh, you know, it was never convincing until we got the the, the Ukraine game. Um, so that's a concern. But Carl, can you make a, make an argument for us going any further? Um, personally, I think if we don't, I'm going to say this. I think everyone's thinking it. Um, if we don't get nine points in mm. that group, I think it's a failure. Personally. Um, I think Waters is probably about right. Um, if we win that group, which we probably will, will we get Senegal? Senegal or Ecuador, you'd imagine. Senegal aren't a bad team. They're not, but they're a team that I think... We should be Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So We should be beaten for... Everyone, sorry Dave, everyone was saying about we don't want to get France in the quarters, which I totally get because, you know, the strikers and, and the like, their defence is garbage. Well, your mate Lloris is the captain. I mean, well, and you've also got to bear in mind they've lost Kante and Pogba from their midfield. Like, Yeah. And, and uh, another thing as well, because it sort of links in with the Premier League, is there one standout team that you're looking at going, they're going to win it? I, I personally think either Brazil or Argentina. Yeah. I said Brazil, I said Brazil me. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I, you, I think Argentina. But if I had to pick a winner now, now I'd go with them. I mean, the other thing, was, like, which I don't know how much of a factor it will be, but the conditions um, yeah. probably won't favour the European teams, you wouldn't have thought. I said, I said the European team won't win it. Yeah. Um, now, it might someone like a Spain who keeps the, keep the ball extremely well. They'll probably cope better than some of the... Their team's poor. They're just on, they're, they're in transition. On the, they're not uh, they're not really the team they used to be. Um, but you wouldn't write them off. Um, no, I, I think the, on, the, on the point of the sort of conditions and the heat, and I think normally when you'd have like a, a World Cup in the summer in in like a really hot country, or good winners in Brazil, I think at the end of a long season that that European teams can get affected by that. But the fact that most teams are going into this, like, they should be fairly fresh because they've only played 14 games. It's, like, it's not like it's come at the end of a long season. They, you know, they should all really be getting into their peak fitness. So it will have an effect, but I don't know if it would be as as much of a negative thing as it would have been in like a, a regular summer World Cup. Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, I mean, it doesn't help that the players have been played to death over the last four months. Um, <laughs> we'll see how much of a factor that is, but... Um, I think having uh, five subs actually for the first time, I'm quite happy with that. Um, yeah, yeah. I think it might make the games a bit better because otherwise there'd be a lot of players who are just dead on their feet. But 
playing every four days as well. I think it's only a day less than normal for World Cup games, but um, still a lot to cram in in a short period of time. Every World Cup, there's there's normally a country you like dark or like. Yes, it comes from nowhere. Who do you think that's going to be? Denmark for me. I think they did extremely well against. I think they got France in their group and they beat France in the Nations League quite easily, quite convincingly as well. I think um, they're just a, they're just a good team. They're quite underrated. I mean, you've got to bear in mind like they very nearly beat us in the Euros and would have gone to the final. Um, <laughs> they they're, they're a very solid team. And obviously, with the Ericsson factor as well, you know, he's obviously probably in that phase where he's thinking, well, you know. <laughs> Looking to still be here at all um, yeah. to be yeah. able to lead his team in the World Cup. I just think it's quite quite inspiring. I think they'll do well. Not a bad shelter. I'm just going for the conspiracy theorist of Qatar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not a it's not a coincidence that the, the group they've got like is it? <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I watched them. I think a few years ago they got that. You know, like, teams get invited to Cup of America who aren't from South America. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they were invited to that and they weren't anywhere near as bad as I thought they were going to be. Uh, but you would, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they got that group, given who's I in the group. They, I think they will. Mm. Well, we'll see, won't we? But uh, I, I couldn't hear Aye, well, I mean, they should have been knocked out on three different occasions. Like, that yeah, ball, that ball was out of play. There's no one near out of play. <laughs> That's not a penalty. Oh, it's a red card as well. <laughs> <laughs> Are you suggesting that there's something dodgy going on at FIFA? Well, absolutely, absolutely not suggesting that. Um, we, uh, Netflix is telling us there is, though. We're a, we're a podcast of integrity, even though Sepp Blatter this week said that, uh, you know what, probably shouldn't have given, pr- probably shouldn't have done that. That <laughs> uh, is right, uh, Sepp, fair, Oh, apparently that Netflix documentary is supposed to be really good. So. What's it about? It's actually called FIFA Corrupted. Oh. <laughs> so there's a sledgehammer there. Brilliant. Right. <laughs> well. Straight to the point. When's that out now? Or like nah, this week? No, oh, yeah. It's ah. mm. Well, after you've listened to all of Man on the Post's uh, podcast, go and watch that. Um Let's leave it there and leave, leave the boys something to preview this week before the tournament gets underway on Sunday. Um, so we'll be back. We'll probably make some guest appearances on these podcasts over the next few weeks. Um, but thank you for listening, not just today, but also over the previous three or four months as we've gone through the Premier League season. Uh, Sai, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, so, yeah, it's at Si O'Regan on Twitter. And for any Villa fans, the Holtcast podcast and the website 7500toholts.com. Jolly excellent. Uh, Carl, where can people find you? Yeah, I'm still on Twitter at Dictionary Dean. Uh, probably have a few more articles coming out due to the World Cup, so get get more depressed. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at CM9798, and more importantly, you can find the podcast at Man on the Post on Twitter, but also on all of your podcast places where you listen to stuff. Um, gentlemen, thank you once again. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we'll see you soon. Always remember to keep your man on the post.